Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Hi there, uh, we're doing this thing again. Ironically, we're actually recording an hour earlier than normal. Because, yeah. <laughs> which is a little interesting <laughs> because of the topic. Uh, we didn't find that, uh, I just uh, was let out of work early. But yeah, um, we're now going to cover the topic we've been threatening to cover for like a month. So uh-huh. I know, uh, we, we yeah, keep we're... mentioning it and now we're finally actually talking about it. Well, like, Star Wars was like, it, literally the episode was on, like, was on May the 4th. I yeah. know, that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, we yeah, had like... to. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, we would have, we would have been killed by Darth Vader. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, we are finally going to talk about Delic Savings Time and what we think of it. <laughs> yeah, ugh, Daylight Savings Time. So I, I'll be honest, I don't know, like anyone who actually likes Daylight Savings Time. I know people who are indifferent towards it. But yeah, I don't know somebody yeah. who actively like likes the thing. Yeah, I would I would agree. I know some people who are kind of neutral. Like they don't really like it, but they don't really hate it. They just it exists and they deal with it. Yeah, they, they just get on with it, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I lean more towards the dislike. I don't hate it, but I dislike yeah. it. It I, disrupts I, uh... me. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think that's a, a fair sort of way of looking at it. Uh, yeah, like, for me, I fall probably even further into dislike because I work overnights. Mm. So so sometimes I will be working and it will drastically affect my working shift. Uh, and because yeah. overnights, everything's on its own specific sort of schedule, when we lose an hour, that really hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... When we gain an hour, we just have to be there for longer, and the night drags. Um, yeah, you know, I had never thought of that. But that's true. Anyone who has to work nights mm. and overnight shifts, daylight savings time must suck. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, but I remember once when like, we were just like, we all knew it was coming, and we just kept looking at the clock, and then as soon as it was like one fifty-nine, it clicked back to what it's like, oh, no, <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, no. I I imagine if you had a long shift and you were like watching the clock tick down to when you got to leave, having it reset, mm-hmm. that would be devastating. <laughs> That'd be awful. Yeah, it was hor- yeah, it was horrendous. Um Okay, yeah. You li- yeah, you so have legit I- reason to dislike it more than I do. I mean, obviously people dislike it because of, you know, like losing sleep and stuff. And people, you know, people are obviously more agreeable of the thing when we gain an hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. But I gain yeah. an hour of work. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gaining an hour of sleep is definitely less painful than losing an hour of sleep. But mm. either way, it messes with your brain. It messes with your clock. Mm. Like I, I know very few people who the day after a time change are instantly like all the way with it for the new time slots. Like it just doesn't. Yeah. Your brain just doesn't flip that quickly. Also, not not as big of a deal anymore because most of our clocks are automatic and they change. Mm-hmm. But like when I was growing up. All of our clocks were manual, so that yeah. meant we had to go and change every all of our clocks, mm-hmm. like, and then just to change them again in a in what six months? It, I remember that. The, I remember most, having like, to do that. Most phones and all that kind of thing, <laughs> laptops, and most of our like 
uh, items now don't change, but like we still have like an analog um, carriage clock on our on our sort of fake fireplace, so that has mm. to be changed and everything. Well, um, and there's yeah. there are still things that everyone ha pretty much everyone has to reset. Like you have to reset your oven clock. Mm. You have to reset your microwave clock. What? The microwave. Your microwave has a clock. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yours doesn't? No. <laughs> no, no, it does not. Oh. There's no yeah. clock on the microwave. Our uh, microwaves have clocks. I think most of them, well, not all of them, but quite a few of them do. My I've microwave never... is also attached to the oven, so that may have something to do with it. Maybe, but yeah, no, I've never had a, a microwave that's had a clock on it. Okay, Ever. some of some of them do. <laughs> that's weird. Um, I, there's why, also why would you need why would you need a clock on the microwave? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People do strange things. Who knows? There's that's true. also um, cars, newer cars. Uh, some of the mm. like that are hooked up to GPS and stuff. A lot of those will change over automatically, but if you have an older car, they don't all do it automatically. Uh, I know that we basically just left it. We just ignored it because it was far too much of a hassle to, to change it in, yeah, like in an older car. So no, th that one that one should have been changed, but it never was changed. Yeah, I did. I've done that. I've just left my car one alone and not changed it because it was less hassle. I just mentally mm. remembered to subtract an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's it's just easier because mm -hmm. like and also like the oven ones and stuff like that. They're just, they're just so finicky. They can be, yeah. Like, like it, it's just terrible but yeah. so like there's a lot of um faff uh, that goes with the time changes mm -hmm. and so but yeah so now we're going to sort of talk a little bit about historically why it was important and i understand why it was important historically so yeah and for yeah. for anyone who doesn't have to deal with daylight savings time because i know not every single country does it mm. So for if anyone's out there is listening and has no idea what the heck daylight savings time is, um, yeah, you've, you've probably heard of it in passing, maybe, depending on how much you've studied other countries. But basically, there's a lot of countries, the United States and the United Kingdom included, where twice a year, your time on your clocks is either bumped forward an hour or back an hour. So like... Russ was talking about being at work and, you know, seeing the clock tick over to two o'clock and then go back to one o'clock. Yeah, basically it went from one fifty nine to one. Like yeah. I never even saw the two. It was it was it was it was traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, um so but yeah, um uh so basically it's well, as implied in the name daylight savings time, it's the clock's adjusted in the, the spring and the autumn or the fall, depending mm -hmm. on where you are. Uh, so that during the day you would have more light than you did previously because of obviously in the when it gets close to the winter it's darker by four o'clock right with with daylight savings time so it would be dark by about three o'clock otherwise and that's yeah considerably early i'll admit i always forget which way it goes i think it's fall forward and spring back no it's uh, Is it the other way i always forget it's spring forward and fall back there we because go. you're springing forward and then you're falling uh, backwards. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, it goes back. So because so then, oh yeah, but it's just... 
So for anyone who, again, isn't familiar with um, daylight savings time, so spring forward, fall back. So in the spring, you move your clock forward an hour. So instead of mm -hmm. saying it's noon, it would be one o'clock in the afternoon. So you lose yeah. some daylight hours mm -hmm. or some set hours of sun. And then in the fall, you fall back. So instead of saying it's noon, it now becomes 11 o'clock. What this does is it gives you more hours in the end of the day that have sunlight. Mm -hmm. So the the idea yeah. behind it was to have more working hours when there was sun. Which was important when everybody was farming. <laughs> well, yeah, farming or, um, you know, when we didn't have as much electricity, so there weren't lights that could yeah. be turned on 24-7. Yeah. Things like that. Like, there were logistical reasons for it to exist once upon a time. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, just when, when your main source of light is the sun and you don't really have uh, uh, other options, it's definitely more important than than perhaps it is now. But anyway, mm -hmm. so, yeah. That, so we do have some sort of history sort of things that we've had. Uh, so, uh... Da -da -da -da. Oh, where was I? <laughs> so there's a lot of, well, I wouldn't say a lot of debate. There's varying ideas on exactly how Daylight Savings Time got started. Everyone agrees pretty much across the board that the reason was because we were trying to get more daylight hours to make work easier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but... Um, uh, ancient civilizations had a bit more of a fluid sort of system for it, obviously because they weren't following a specific clock time and were basing things on, on the sun, they kind of mm -hmm. just adjusted as and when they needed uh, often dividing the days into into 12 hours regardless of like the sort of the daytime, so each daylight hour became progressively longer during the spring and shorter during autumn. Uh, Romans kept time with water clocks <laughs> uh, so at different scales for different months of the year so, uh, <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, like at Rome's latitude, uh, the third hour from sunrise uh, started at nine o two and lasted forty four minutes at the winter solstice. But in the summer, it lasted seventy five minutes. But because they didn't have clocks that you know specifically kept time, they had to use fun methods like water clocks and sundials and that kind of thing. Correct, and there's a lot of um, so some of the information says that the the idea of daylight savings time and having to adjust the clocks like this, there's a lot of different sources of possibly where it came from first. Mm -hmm. One is um, that Benjamin Franklin actually proposed something in 1784 uh, to conserve the candles because they had to burn candles back then. So yeah. by having more daylight hours, you didn't have to burn as many candles didn't have to buy as many and there'd be more for when they were actually needed yeah makes, mm -hmm. makes makes sense yeah and now he wasn't specifically talk you know calling it daylight savings time or necessarily um recommending quite what we know now but he kind of threw out the idea that this wasn't something that could be looked at and then about yeah. 100 yeah. years later 110 years later in 1895 a new zealand entomologist and astronomer george hudson talked about the idea of changing the clocks. He actually wanted two hours. He was proposing two hours every spring. Um, oh, really? Yes. And the information I have says that he was proposing the two hours partly because he wanted more time to go catch bugs. 
Fair enough. He he, he wanted mean, more. He wanted more it, sunshine to do bug hunting in the summer. Interesting. I think that's quite wholesome, but <laughs> I don't know if everybody has to go back two hours because you want to collect bugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have to agree. Like, I, the, your reasoning is cute. The idea of making everyone bend to your will so that you can go hunt bugs is less cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, many publications also credit uh, the Daylight Saving Time proposal to a prominent English builder and outdoorsman, William Willett who independently conceived of Daylight Savings Times in 1905 during a pre-breakfast ride where he observed how many Londoners slept through a large part of their summer day. That's kind of interesting that two people in different like different halves of the world had the mm-hmm. same kind of idea because that communication just wouldn't have been... Im- it wouldn't have been important, would it? Because, you know, we, we didn't have like a universal clock. It was all based on like places specifically where they were. Yeah, it definitely is interesting. And then after after William Willett proposed it again, um, it wasn't implemented at the time. But then later in 1908, so a few years later, in Port Arthur, Ontario, in Canada, they started using daylight savings time. Yeah, uh, introduced by William Sword Frost while uh, one mayor from uh, 1911 to 1912. Yeah. <clears throat> So the mm-hmm. first states, uh, uh, the first states to adopt uh, DST uh, uh, nationally were those of the German Empire and its World War One ally, Austria-Hungary, uh, and Britain. Uh, most of its allies and many Europeans uh, neutrals soon followed. Russia and a few yeah. other countries uh, waited until the next year, and the United States adopted daylight savings time in nineteen eighteen. So after World War One, mm-hmm. And if, if you look up Daylight Savings Time online and check their Wikipedia, um, you can see they actually have a map there that shows which countries and places use Daylight Savings Time and which ones don't. And the majority of the world doesn't use Daylight Savings Time. Although a, a, a decent chunk of it formally used it. Uh, yeah, it, um, yeah. There are, which is... Yeah. Well, but although if you look at the countries that formerly used it, um, a lot of those were colonized areas. <laughs> we're going back on this again, aren't we? <laughs> um, I, I'm not wrong. Uh, you aren't wrong, but you always like to bring it up. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I didn't say England colonized them all. I said they were colonized areas. Okay, fair. I definitely see Vietnam, which was France. That's fair. So yeah, um, a, a large part of African countries from the map didn't really use it, which I guess that makes sense because it's brighter pretty much all the time around, especially especially in the summit southern hemisphere yeah, yeah. uh it, there's it, a lot of def- countries that are like right on the equator area mm. or far far north and far far south that either didn't use it ever or don't use it anymore which yeah that makes sense because when you're that close to the equator that sunlight difference might not even have any sort of impact mm-hmm. uh, australia has mostly gotten rid of it but has a chunk left. I wish I knew more about Australia geography, but it's the south east of the country yeah. or continent. And then and uh, New Zealand. The US, uh, mm-hmm. Then we've got the UK and most of Europe still using it. Mm-hmm. Russia doesn't use it anymore. Uh, parts of Canada don't use it. And mm-hmm. then there's one US state that doesn't, maybe? <laughs> Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, there's two? there's one U.S. state that doesn't. Um, okay, I didn't even know one U.S. state didn't use it anymore. Yeah, I... Oh, God, which state is that? Um, uh, go, brain, go. I think it's New Mexico. Uh, let's have a look. Which state... <laughs> For anyone who's curious, no, I do not know the perfect geography of my country. There are too many states. <laughs> it's hard uh, to keep The track. only parts of the U.S. that don't use data that same sound are Hawaii, most of Arizona, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Arizona, Northern, okay. yeah, Northern Marinia Islands, Guam, and American Samoa. That's what it is. It's Arizona, not New Mexico. That's oh, right. Okay. New Mexico is either next to it or above it. Mm. Okay. But yeah, I think so above it. Mm. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, it's I'm terrible with any kind of maps. If I should be able to tell else. you. It's honestly kind of probably bad that I can't tell you. I don't know about that. Like, um, maps... Part I, of the th problem is, like, states like Arizona and New Mexico, I mean, they're mostly just a square. Yeah, like, a lot of your sort of things are sort of squared out. Mm -hmm. Most of the like, middle of the country is squares. Mm -hmm. It makes, it, 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 makes it, it hard to remember which one's which if you're not from the area. <laughs> yeah, and then as you get closer to the edges, it sort of rounds out and cuts off at, you know, the end of the, the landmass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, and then uh, the United States... Uh, okay, so Parliament so was enacted... Uh, okay, GST was the first implemented uh, in the US with the Standard Time Act in 1918. So just after the war. And the United States has begun the process of making daylight savings time the permanent uh, time across all participating states with the Senate passing the Sunshine Protection Act by unanimous consent in the 15th of March 2022. Yes, uh, so... Oh, yes. Sorry, this is, you should talk about this. This is your country. <laughs> well, this is very recent, too. So just very, very, very recently, the Senate, which for anyone who's not familiar with our... Um, government over here which honestly is probably most of the of the world because who pays attention to the u.s government other than who's in the white house um i was so, gonna say if you say the whole, the whole of the u.s i'm gonna i'm gonna call some uh major shenanigans on that <laughs> so i'm in the uk and i don't care about british government yeah so um the sunshine protection act is the one that was just passed through the senate our Congress, so our um, ruling body that make that works with the president and the Supreme Court to make decisions. That's the one where like there's representatives from all the different states and everything. So there's the Senate and then there's the House of Representatives. Um, the Senate is all the congressmen and then the or the senators, sorry. And then the um, House of Representatives is of course the representatives. That's pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. um, so they work together to – it's two different groups that represents two different forms of representation from the different states. It's very confusing, I'm aware. But um, <laughs> basically, yeah. they're, they are two separate groups that work together as our overall Congress to make decisions about what's going to happen in the country. The most recent thing that they have made a decision about is that we are no longer going to be using daylight savings time. Oh, so, sorry, potentially, because poten it's yes, got to pass. Yeah, it's got to pass some other sort of things, but you're yeah. in the process of maybe getting rid of it. Correct. So the 
The Senate already passed it, and now it has to go through the House of Representatives and be approved again. Um, so basically the idea would be that the daylight savings time, so the time that we switch to during the year, would become the permanent time across all the participating states. Now, participating states is key because part of this would be that the states each individually also get to pick whether or not they're using daylight savings oh, time. Oh, no. I know. I know. I know. Um, so basically, the idea is that if this proceeds, any state in the U.S. that currently observes daylight savings time, so basically all of us except for Arizona and Hawaii, would start to use that same time frame year-round starting in November. So we would no longer be switching back and forth. We would do one last switch, and then it would stay, is the idea. Okay. That's... But the fact that... Oh, no. The fact that people get to decide if they want to... Oh, yeah, because I... Any... I don't, anyone out there who follows U.S. politics, there is going to be, there is going to be, there is, I can guarantee you practically, there's going to be one state out there somewhere that says, no, we don't want to. <laughs> and they're going to be like the one state that doesn't follow it. So for half the year, you go to that one state for vacation or anything and you have to switch your clock. <laughs> I, I mean, I would really hope that that doesn't happen, but yeah. I... It, that would not surprise me in the least. The The downside to having such a diverse country with so many different states and demographics is yeah. that you have a diverse country with a lot of states and demographics. <laughs> and every, uh, yes. every state has different demographics and different desires based off of those demographics and what those people want. And because of that, each state has a different end goal for how they want things to be. And it varies state to state. A state in the middle of the country is nothing like a state on the east or west coast. Like, just isn't. Uh, yeah, we're too we're too big. I mean, Everyone's it, too different. Yeah, the U.S. is huge. There, there are many, many, many countries around the world that would fit inside my state. Just yeah, the state uh, I live in. The UK I think my country can, is one of them. Yeah, the UK yeah, my... could fit inside of California. Yeah, an entire country, is... an entire yeah. island. I think Scotland and Ireland and everything can get in there too. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a decent place to go into our sort of mid roll. Now we talked about that sort of bit, and then we can look into a little bit more history. And um, we've done our opinions already, so I guess we'll finish with the history sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, so we'll be back in just a sec, guys. <clears throat> Welcome to the mid-roll, everyone. Hiya. Uh, <laughs> for anyone who hasn't paid attention before, I want to start by talking about World Anvil. Now, World Anvil is an amazing website. It's a campaign management and um, sort of development software. It lets you create and expand and just embellish the world that you've created whether you're a game master uh, looking to share that with your players or whether you're an author trying to flesh out the world you're creating in your book and you want to be able to share it with your audience and your readers either way it's an amazing tool you can sign up for free at worldanvil.com there's some amazing features things like linking characters to locations um 
buildings and cities can be linked with events, things like that. You can create timelines for your world with different world events that are important so that you can keep track of things. Or, you know, if you're, especially if you're dealing with a campaign that's got a lot of ups and downs or with a story where you want your audience to be able to figure out what's happening at any given time in the timeline, it's an amazing tool. Definitely recommend you check it out. It's worldanvil.com. And then if you want to look into their upgraded features and all the amazing things they have available, you can sign up for a guild membership. They have a bunch of different levels for that. So you can choose the one that fits your needs and price range. And they're also just amazing people and they're constantly doing updates and fixes on everything. So I can't say enough good things about them. Worldanvil.com. We definitely recommend you check it out. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Other people we love to talk about a lot. And I'm super happy to work with other fine folks over at Castle Die Hard at dieharddice.com. We've talked about them uh, a lot because, yeah, we, we, we've they're been awesome. using them for, yeah. And we've also been part of, like, uh, working with them for about three years now. Mm hmm. Coming up on three years, which is ridiculous. Uh, they create wonderful, amazing dice. They have, they started out with their sort of metal dice, which they created their own molds for, which is how they sort of got their sort of name in in the TTRPG state, uh, space. I don't know why I tried to say that, I knew it would be difficult. But anyway, <laughs> um, they have branched out from there into their own accessories, into their uh, hollow, uh, their resin moulds, which use both uh, their, uh, the same um, uh, uh, mould designs and other ones. They've got multiple different ones with different colours now. They've got their great accessories like their scroll of rolling, their pack of mm -hmm. dice trays. They did a set their... of um, Star Wars themed dice. Yes, they did. For May. Mm -hmm. They Yeah, they did uh, their Kyber set, uh, mm -hmm. spelled K-Y-R, uh, K-Y-B-R, um, uh, which they all looked amazing. Um, so uh, they've got, uh, they're always, and that's the next thing I was going to say, they're always releasing new stuff uh, to their site, so you can always find what you're looking for. Uh, they have their great accessories, like the Drops of Crotter Rolling, they have their premium uh, Meeple uh, figurines, which you can get as well. They are wonderful people, and they're still doing their extended discount uh, for all of May for 15% off any order with the code NERDSMITH. On top of all that, they have free shipping to the domestic folks of the US of A and discounted shipping for the rest of the world internationally. We love them, have loved them for uh, for years. And yeah, uh, if you want to roll with the best, go to dieharddice.com. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, and then with all that sort of being said, we're going to go back into Daylight to Savings time and do a little bit more of the history stuff and then, and then call it an episode. Right, see you in just a sec. Hi there guys and welcome back to the second half of the episode where we say half. Really <laughs> good for times. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> so yeah, we've already covered the sort of procedure. Uh, so just trying to see what else is. I've got a few things open. So, um, yeah. so yeah, oh, uh, like we said before we started recording, uh, or no, uh, sort of spring back and uh, spring forward and fall back. We did that. Um, so, uh, not without controversy, proposals uh, to stay on a standard time or move to full DST appear in legislative agenda in the, in the United States nearly every uh, single clock change since 2015, and it's taken until 2022 now before you've even considered moving it, or it's uh, successfully passed into a, the sort of next stage of legisl legislation. Mm -hmm. That's a difficult word. 
the European Union is also. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the European Union is also ready to scrap it. The Daylight Savings Time could soon be could soon be a thing of the past. On March 26, twenty nineteen, the European Parliament voted in favour of backing the EU Committee Draft Directive to stop the one hour clock change. Although that's as far as it's got so far. So we'll see. That was a few years ago. But to be fair, 2019 was kind of interrupted by, you know, a, a global pandemic. So maybe we'll get back to it at some point. There's a, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of information. Um, there's a lot of politics yeah. involved in the whole idea of daylight savings time. It, it doesn't seem like it would be political <laughs> to a certain extent, but it very much is because there's a lot mm. of, again, the reason this was originally implemented had a lot to do with creating more work hours during the day for very specific groups. You know, Russ mentioned farmers as being a primary one, but also anyone who requires daylight hours for their their business to work. Um, mm-hmm. Farmers is obviously a very, you know, blatant example of such a thing. And um, here, in the U- here in the U.S. in particular, uh, I can't say as much about other countries because I'm not as in tune with other countries' political climate. However, I do know that here in the U.S., the farmers and agriculture definitely does have a strong backing in most politically in most of the states that are heavy into agriculture california included actually california despite the fact that everyone thinks of it as la and hollywood and san francisco the majority of california is heavily agriculture like we've got the napa wine country which is a type of agriculture we've got all sorts of dairy we've got a lot of dairy honestly at one point i don't i don't know if we still are i'd have to look it up but i know at one point we were the primary dairy state um specifically dairy not cheese just dairy okay and wisconsin was the biggest cheese state i don't know if that's still the case but it wouldn't surprise me we have a lot of cows and um also, uh, we have, you know, huge agricultural areas where I live in Northern California. There's an entire expansive area where like if you're driving through, it's just orchards and fields and farms and stuff like in between the cities. It's just farming land and agriculture. And so there's definitely a lot of political pull from groups that are in support of farmers and farmers rights and what farmers want. That's so, yeah, so there's a lot of politics that can go into stuff like daylight savings time. Now, that being said, you know, with new inventions and technology and stuff, I'm not sure as much how important daylight savings time really is to farmers and their pro- production rates. I, I, but, I think now it wouldn't, doesn't matter at all. I can't uh, imagine but... it would matter anywhere near as much. Yeah, like when people were using their hands, like to physically, uh, like, like till fields and like collect crops, mm-hmm. I could see that mattering. Especially, you can't really set up that many candles outside to to help you with that. So for sure, that probably helped when it was difficult. You know, like a, a sort of like a manual job. But now we've got machines and and like lighting and everything else. I don't think it yeah. matters at all. Um, oh, and actually, I was I was reading further into our notes. So oh. now, now a lot of farmers oppose daylight savings time, which doesn't surprise me. Um, oh. Particularly dairy farmers, which again doesn't surprise me for the reasons they're listing, because 
the milking patterns of their of the cows don't change with the time. Oh, oh yes, well, yeah. Why would they? Yeah, because the, the cows, the cows, cows don't cows care. Change. Yeah, I, I've never even thought about that. Why would the cows care? Yeah, the cows absolutely oh. don't care. And Nor it's it's the same for others who just base their time frame off the sun. So it doesn't mm. really matter what time it is. It's just based off of when the sun's out. Okay. Which does make sense. It, especially well, now. Like, I, I do think historically it mattered more. Because yeah, it absolutely. gave them more daylight hours to work. But nowadays, you know, with all the floodlights and things farmers can have in their properties, like, it really doesn't matter as much. Yeah. No, uh, that makes total sense, yeah. But yeah, that, that's basically what I was saying. So I, I couldn't see it mattering because, you know, we, we mm-hmm. have technology and, and all that good stuff. So, so uh, and then we have impacts. Uh, a 2017 meta-analysis of 44 study sounds that daylight savings time leads to electricity of saving of point, uh, 0.3 during uh, the days when DSD applies. Okay, so there is a small saving of electricity, but that seems like really kind of... Not worth it. Um, yeah, that but... seems a lot smaller than I would have <laughs> expected, I guess is what, I'm, uh, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Well, and then there's also studies that suggest that it's possible that daylight savings time increases motor fuel consumption. Um, they haven't found an, a significant increase, but, mm. you know, the concern was that because people are out driving around and doing things for longer amounts of the day, that that might become a problem as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, we've got the DST clock sh- uh, shifts have the obvious dif- disadvantage of complexity. People are much more to change their clocks, and this can be time-consuming. We talked about that just in our own personal experience earlier. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's, con- it. it's confusing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just you you guys heard me and Russ talking, and I couldn't remember if it was spring forward or fall forward. And, yeah. you know, there's this whole little phrase you're supposed to use to remember spring forward, but, fall back. But it could very easily also be fall forward, spring back. So it doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't actually help much. <laughs> we still get uh, confused. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so computing uh, changes to DSC rules uh, causes uh, uh, rules cause problems in existing computer installations, for example. Uh, the 2007 change to DSC rules in North America required that many computer systems be upgraded with uh, the greatest impact on email and calendar programs. Oh, yeah, because they have to track time for when everything's set. Oh, I didn't even think mm-hmm. about that. Uh, and then uh, some applications standardized on UTC to avoid problems with clock shifts. Likewise, most uh, modern operating systems internally handle and install all times as UTC and only convert to local time for display. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, we've got a bit about permanent daylight savings time. The move to permanent daylight savings time uh, is sometimes advocated and is currently implemented in some jurisdictions such as Argentina, Belarus, Iceland, Kazakhstan, Morocco, Nambia, uh, Sasquatch, mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Saskatoon? No? It's probably Saskatchewan. It, it's absolutely that. But Singapore, I, Turkey, I have Turkmenistan, to find it. Mm. Um, so, uh, Uzbekistan, and Yukon. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, there are and like so, so there are more places that are adopting permanent dental at the same time, that, and I hope that it does become more and more uh, thing. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's that's what there's several for. states um, that have moved already to. Mm-hmm. Uh, enact permanent daylight savings time. Uh, California is one of them that started to have some, but uh, I don't, it hasn't officially really passed through everything yet. So yeah, at the moment, partly because at the moment, um, unless Congress changes the law, which is what's being worked on right now, we can't implement permanent daylight, daylight savings time without Congress approving it. Which, like I said, they had a they this thing got passed uh, literally days ago for us. So, mm-hmm. hey, hopefully it will come at some point soon, and then the European Union will follow, and we won't have to deal with it anymore. That'd be lovely. That would be great. I hate I hate having to remember which way to switch my clock and what's gonna happen. And if for like for several days after the time change, your brain still feels like it's on the previous. So you're either mm-hmm. real tired or you feel like it should be later. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, yeah, like you, you can't like prep your brain ready for it. because no. You know, no, it... there's no, yeah, you can know it's coming all you like, but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, it's coming, but it doesn't do anything for your brain actually having to reset itself to the new time frame. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, exactly. As for sort of everything else, there isn't super a lot more to to be talking about. Like we could like that right now, it's being discussed a lot that people don't really want it anymore. We sort of said the same sort of thing that it affects people, it affects things, uh, and you know, like it's now not that the fun. world is more <laughs> advanced and has sort of systems in place for solutions for the lack of the sun, we don't need it as much. And as we are both now looking quite tired <laughs> um i'm talking about daylight savings time and that kind of stuff i think it's probably a good time to, to wrap up um i suppose i could end on the question of what do you think about daylight savings time do you like it like i said we've never met somebody who actively likes it so if you like yeah. it let us know let us know why you like it that would be a good question i can't i mean just logically statistically there's got to be someone out there that actually enjoys daylight savings time but i don't know anyone who does i know people who don't mind it like i work with someone actually who has commented before that she doesn't mind the time change when we gain an hour in particular because then there's more sun when we get out of work which is true. Anyone who works long hours, it is kind of nice to get out and have the sun still up instead of have the sun down. Yeah, like, uh, th- there are, of course, like, benefits and stuff like that, but are the benefits worth the changes? No. In my personal opinion, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hassle. I would be perfectly I... happy to never have to deal with it ever again. Yeah. And I think that's a decent point to end uh, this, this episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another topic, something mm-hmm. that Heather suggested just a little bit ago. It's something that we should cover. But we're not going to mention it because whenever we mention it, something else comes up. But we might. <laughs> we have plans. We have plans, TM. Mm-hmm. All right. But, uh, so hopefully you're all having a decent May. Um, we're now like getting close to halfway through the year already, and that's which is crazy. Wild. 
It's, it's absolutely yeah. crazy. Although I think we say that every every time, like uh, the world just the world goes too fast. I mean, like, absolutely. Yeah, there's that. I also just feel tired. I spent two days ago. I spent the day at a theme park in the sun, running around with twenty something year olds from work because we were uh, <laughs> we were at a group bonding event at the theme park, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, was, but I'm really I was tired. Ask, was it like like a bonding sort of thing it sounds like it's fun but like eventually that sort of stuff is just tiring it was tiring well also you know it was one of those things where we miss our information was weird and so we thought the park was closing earlier than it was so we were literally Ah. running around the park to get a chance to see stuff then we found out the park wasn't closing as early as we thought so by that point our legs were tired because we'd been like power walking all over the park yeah you've been like forcing yourself to go faster to get through everything mm-hmm. oh that's oh, that's the worst yeah so then we were all sore for no reason <laughs> that's just no oh, that's terrible that is the worst timeline yeah all right anyway. okay well i had yeah, nothing we'll... to do with daylight savings time but there you go guys little glimpse into my right. day-to-day life if, yeah if, they, if they're not prepared for tangents at this point um, i'm sorry like yeah. that's just what it is what anyway. podcast are you well, listening to <laughs> yeah true anyway but with all that being said, we're going to wrap up now. Mm-hmm. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another topic. And we'll see you very soon. And yeah, have a wonderful time with whatever you end up doing. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geek thyself at nerdsmith.org and please don't forget to go to itunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts we'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode and until then don't forget to geek thyself <laughs>